0: A very good evening to you. Welcome along to another Big Kickoff for Cricket podcast on the big kickoff.com. Huge amount to talk about in the next oh, round about 40 minutes. Delighted to say I've got Paul Newman from the Daily Mail. Uh, John Batham joined us from the ECB uh, Network Cricket Reporters uh, uh, people. Uh, Debbie Knight, uh, who writes quite a bit of cricket. We've also I'm pleased to say got a Sri Lankan voice on today. I've got Joel Shrifaram And, um, A man who's wearing an Indian shirt and why not? I think he's quite happy. Uh, Yeah, Um, CSK. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, even better. Uh, Barath Ganesh, who's looking forward to talking Indian cricket and IPL. That's two subjects we'd be talking about. We're obviously going to talk about the recent uh, ODI series against India. In fact, we're going to open it up a little bit and talk about the whole series against India, which was an absolute joy to watch. Okay. If you're an English fan, you'd probably say, Yeah, it was a joy to watch, apart from the results. Paul, I come on to you first of all. Um you, you, basically summed it up there. I I just think the cricket played in not just the test match format, the T20 format, the ODI formats in particular, I think was absolutely brilliant. I mean, I think you've got to praise both sets of teams,
1: haven't you? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic cricket, actually. It was a, it was a brilliant tour. Uh, near two months tour Um, a unique one for me because I covered it off my sofa which I've never done before but um, that was a unique experience but um, it it was terrific cricket um, in India worthy winners in in all three formats I think particularly the test series and I think what we have to remember mainly for after this tour is that I think we're watching one of the greatest sides uh, of all time actually particularly uh, at home in in this Indian side Um, I know that you know there's obviously been some fantastic players in the recent past but the way they 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 just performed in in all, in all the formats um just made me think you know this is an extraordinary side i think we we all you know gained hope when england won that first test with a, a truly great performance I, I think we all we all maybe got a bit carried away thinking oh maybe england are going to do uh win this series after all because most people if not everybody expected india to win it comfortably beforehand uh but then class and you know ter- extreme turning pitches took over um and they were, you know, they they did go too far. I, I thought in their pitch preparation. Uh, I didn't think they had to do that to to get back in the series, but with with the quality spinners on their side, and and you know the the spinners on on the England side, with no disrespect to them, not not being in the class of uh, mm-hmm. of Ashwin and then then Akshar Patel, and who um, proved such a a, a fantastic stand-in for Ravindra Jadeja. So. It, it was a, a clear win for India. And, and the, the, I think the biggest disappointment for England actually was in the T20s because they had their, their full side out. Uh, they had, they're, they're very hopeful of, of winning the, a World Cup double in October, November. And I think in, England will be disappointed to have lost that series. Um, uh, one day as they had a few, uh, you know, experimental, they had a few players missing, they were experimental. But there were a, a few positives. Liam Livingston, Reece Topley um, uh, did, did pretty well uh, in the, the limited chances they had. So I don't think England will be too upset about losing that series. But all in all, the overall feeling is just what a fantastic side India are. Yeah, you're right. Obviously, Paul, conditions favoured them, didn't they, really? Which I think England knew that before they went out there, didn't they? They they did. And clearly the the first test pitch uh, in Chennai was not to India and Virat Kohli's liking at all. And I think... uh, the curator there might have paid for his job after after that one but it was it, it, India seems to be suffering a bit of a hangover they obviously pulled off an extraordinary win in Australia and they didn't seem to be quite on it in that first test you know Kohli was smiling and helping Joe Root when he had cramp and uh, it wasn't the Virat Kohli we 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 know and love you know and and, and it, I think they were just caught caught out really we've seen England make a bad start in many test series and lose the first test of a test series this time they they pulled off a tremendous victory, obviously with Root just being extraordinary, and making a double hundred. But then we saw India really fight back, and and you know I, there were a lot of views on the pitches. I know um, Bumble in in our paper was very strong in thinking they they were just unfit for Test cricket. I I, I thought I, I don't mind turning pitches. I, I I hate it when you know Somerset get dot points and that sort of thing. I think you need you do need some turning pitches, but on this occasion I do I do think you know two day Test matches and it's just not good for the game. It just became unplayable, really. So I did think they went too far, you know, Ashwin Patel mm. um, and um, uh, Washington Sundar, you know, they're, they're, they don't have to have that to, to excel. You know, in 2012, we saw England win on those sort of pitches, not quite as extreme as that, but, but in those, at that time they had Swan and Panesar in their prime. This time they just didn't have an answer, really. Mm. John, um, just bring you in,
0: um, the recent ODI series, uh, I mean, you know, I've highlighted the fact I think all three, the test series, the T20, and now, you know, let's move on to the ODI. was absolutely superb cricket in all forms as well. What was your take on that series?
2: Well, it is it, it, funny. I i, I mean, I, w- I would have to say that I, d- I don't really agree with Paul. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we did see outstanding cricket um, over the winter um, at all. I think, and I think, I think there were a number of reasons for that. Um, and and that is, for, for me, one of the reasons that I don't think it was outstanding cricket is that I can't remember very many games that were a contest. Um, and for me, it's very important in in, in sport for sport to be a contest and I don't, I don't think there are very many games where it was a contest between the two sides and I don't think there are very many games where it was a fair contest between the bat and the ball um, the 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 test series was too weighted in favor of the bowlers after the after the first test match um, and the T20 and the 50 over series were massively weighted in favour of the bowlers. We've, we've, uh, we're, the batsmen, we've turned white ball cricket into almost a situation where bowlers are glorified cannon fodder um, for, for the batsmen to hit the ball as far as they can. Um, and to me, to me that's not a good spectacle so so a lot of the time i struggle i struggled to be interested uh, the the reason why i think that's a problem is if you look at for example um, in the test series um axa patel now now i think personally axa patel is probably an outstanding young player but on the basis of that st- series i can't prove that because he was put into a situation where if if he had anything about him he was going to take wickets The, the the question is will he take wickets elsewhere in the world on pitches that don't do that now my hunch is yes he probably will but i can't prove it on the basis of that because the pitch was too much in his favor you know, but but to come to what you said about the ODI series, I think I think it left England with lots of questions to answer. Um, principally, the, the problem for for me, the ODI series was all about the first game. Mm. It was it was all about the fact that England were in a position in the first game where it was almost impossible to lose, given the start that they'd made to the chase. And they threw the game away. They, they basically binned it from a position where they needed five and over with eight wickets in hand. And should have walked it. Um, I don't think India were in a position to win the game at that point. I think England were in a position to lose it. And that's what they did. And of course, what England will say is. That's the way we play our cricket. That We, we want to play aggressive cricket. That's the way we play. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Well, the problem I have with that is that that's, all, that's almost a cop-out for saying we can't manage the game. Uh, we, we can't put ourselves in a position where if we need some pragmatism, we can produce it. If they'd been pragmatic in that first game, they'd have won the first game, at which point it would have been it would have been 2-0 after the two games, the series would have been over. Mm. We, we, we left the door open for India
0: and they kicked it in. Let's just bring Debbie in. Debbie, what's your thoughts on John's points there?
3: I think he's making some very good points there, indeed. I, I get a little bit fed up with her that this is the way we play. Um, I mean, whether you can manage a T20 is debatable, but you most definitely can manage a 50 over game. You know, uh, and people throwing their wickets away against an Indian team, which Actually, I have to say the thing that struck me from them is that they pulled out a star that lots of people wouldn't have heard of in every single game. Mm -hmm. And that's where um, the IPL has really strengthened Indian cricket. You know, I I think we could have made more use of the players there. You know, I've just gone through the list of um, overseas players in IPL. Liam Livingstone is trusted in IPL. Why wasn't he given a chance by England? you know, an a- ideal opportunity for us to try some different things. Yeah, I, no, I agree totally with what he said, actually. Paul, we'll anyway, come I, back to uh... you
0: quickly. Um, just taking up on John's point there, I mean, to be fair, has white ball cricket for a while always been a batsman's game as opposed to a bowlers? I mean, if you speak to bowlers, they're all going to turn around and say the same thing, aren't they, you know, realistically? Um,
1: it, it has been for some time, isn't it? And. and yeah. um <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're watching the greatest white ball team England have ever had, you know, and we and we're and they've won a World Cup and and they've got a good chance of of winning in India. I think India will start favourites in the T20 World Cup, mm. so it is. I mean, sometimes that gets too much um, when when there are so many sixes and fours, you know, it, it the, the the it does go too far in the batsman's favour. I think modern one day cricket, but I think you know it's 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 a real pleasure and privilege to have such a great England one day side. Yes, they did. Uh, muck up badly in that first game as as John says I totally agree with that um, uh, and, but, and Morgan's very stubborn about that he said something similar when they when they lost the game very early on in 2015 when they they changed their whole attitude towards one day cricket and I think they were bowled out in like 47 overs or something and Nasser said afterwards you know you've wasted three overs there he said no that's not the way we're playing and I think he was trying to get a message through that's not the way we're going to play and I think he was trying to get through a message to the players and he was trying to do it again this time what what he didn't say of course was they were missing Joe Root and Joe Root is the glue in the 50 over uh, batting lineup they wouldn't have lost that first game if Joe Root had been playing but at the same time Joe Root needs a rest he can't play in every game there's yeah, such an absolutely. ordinary fixture list this year so it was an obvious series for him to miss they were missing Chris Wokes, they' were missing joe Archer then there were a couple of injuries in the first game which I, which gave Liam Livingston his chance to be fair. I know he um, he, he only got those games because because of injuries. Uh, and I appreciate what Debbie was saying about uh, him needing a, a chance, but <clears throat> I think he did himself some good and he did himself more good maybe than, than David Milan because he played in the way England like, you know, even they didn't just knock the runs to get to that uh, winning total in the second game. He, he he managed to make sure he cleared the ropes a couple of times as well. And, and maybe it does seem a bit one dimensional at times, but it's a, it's a method that has, has made England more exciting than I can ever remember in one day cricket. And I think it, could well win them another World Cup or two in in the in the two in the three World Cups we've got in the over the two uh, formats in the next three years.
0: I mean, to be fair to England and obviously I mean, Morgan in particular, I think this has always been their way, hasn't it? I mean, it's sort of like live by the sword, tied by the sword, isn't it? I mean, you know, if, yeah. if you want to go out there, it's it's like the old KP theory, wasn't it, Paul? Years ago, you know, KP plays in this manner, comes off, he's a world class superstar, isn't it? If it yeah. flops.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it, it. You know, he says that in some ways for for public consumption, because he's very big on the team um, ethic, the team sort of culture. Um, uh, and and clearly, there are. It's, it's not quite as simple as that. You know, that's the way we play. He wants that dynamic methods, and it's it's won them the World Cup, which we've never done before. Um, but there, there are sort of you know exceptions to that, and they could have won that game by, by playing far more sensibly. Mm. Um, but I think, as a general principle, he's prepared to lose series at the moment. With the bigger picture at hand in the, in the general scheme of things it's, it wasn't a big series you know. Mm. with, the, with mm. the next world cup two or three years away um so i think he, he i think he rather look at the way the players are playing and see whether they fit it in with with the way he he wants things and um and i think he's earned that right actually as the most successful um white ball captain we've we've ever had so uh, i'm prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one really
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, Bareth, just quickly come to you, okay? Obviously I also want to get in the, uh, an Indian side of this more yeah. than anything else in particular. Um, I've been speaking to a lot of Indian fans the last couple of weeks, and a lot of them, even despite the series win and the test match win and the C20, they're still a little bit upset about Virat Kohli as a
4: captain. I mean,
0: you know, first of all, what's your take on that?
4: Uh, So I I think uh, this is a strong rebuilding phase for India. I think uh, they've been experimenting a lot. And, uh, you know, if you see each series, they're bringing in new debutants to the to the squad. So, uh, so, recently, Shan Kishan and, uh, you know, uh, Krunal Pandya has been waiting for his debut for a long time. He's made his debut. And uh, Surykumar Yadav. So, you how, how unbelievable his uh, initial knock was. I mean, he, you know, hit the first ball for a six and that was like unbelievable, right? I mean, I think this is a team uh, which uh, it's it's going to be dominant in the next five years. I think they have, set sights uh, on the world cup uh, both uh, white ball formats t20 as well as the odis and uh, but yeah so kohli is uh, is a in india it's always uh, you know a split between the fans it's either dhoni who's the greatest captain of all time or is it kohli so it's it's going to take time uh, but i think the number of fans for kohli is also increasing in india because uh, you know they're like back to back series victories now australia are successful now uh, you know, England series successful. So, uh, but when it comes to you know, uh, uh, when it comes to IPL, uh, it just splits the, the fan base. Just splits. So, when it comes to uh, uh, you know uh, proper Indian fan base, uh, when it is international tours, then I think people unite. But it's mostly the press press conferences and what Kohli says to the press is what you know makes a lot of divide uh, between people. But yeah, so most of them consider Dhoni as the greatest captain of all time uh, because. I think that the World Cup is, is has been done achieved by Dhoni and uh, you know Kohli's Kohli's time has has to come. So I think, in my perspective, uh, any team or captain who wins the trophies or uh, the World Cup is going to be the hero for the country. So I think Kohli's time is going to become it'll come soon because it's a time of rebuilding for India. So they have a squad solid squad for each uh, format, and they've been you know, experimenting and uh, trying out debutants debut for the, every every new series. So, yeah, it's working out. I think Shastri and uh, the entire uh, support staff are doing a great job for Indian cricket. Yeah, that, that's, that's my good, take on it.
0: Yeah. How good, Barath, do you feel this Indian side are sort of going forward? I mean, OK, I think, to be fair, you have to judge sides when they play away from home, don't you? I mean, India have done that, haven't they? You know, they've gone to Australia, they've won a brilliant test series it has to be said as well so in your personal opinion how far and do you feel this side is a very very good Indian side or have they got yeah. to still be judged yet
4: uh I think Australia was a great example because uh, they've been planning this for uh, for a long time uh for example uh the the lines which they bowled to Australian Batman it was all towards the Lexile, and they changed the fields completely this time. So they've been planning, and the process is in place for the last three to four months. For example, the bowling coach, Bharatan, has been working a lot uh, towards separate field setups, and, you know, bowlers, lines, and lengths, and they've been planning a lot for a long time. So uh, I see a, a great start uh, for how the Indian team is preparing for see C- for an overseas series. Uh, so I think if that thought process has started already, so I think it's just going to continue, and... Uh, yeah, so I think that's that's a great uh, you know difference in the thought process. Uh, the think tank is different in the last two, three years.
0: Mm. Joe, I'll, I'll bring you in there. Um, you've also been watching quite a bit of this series as well.
5: What's your take on India? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Barrett a lot. There. I think Cody's got a tough job because when you <laughs> succeed MS journey, it's not going to be an easy thing because I think he almost achieved everything that he could as a cricketer. And every fan loved him. So it's not going to be an easy job for him. But I do think he's the right person to lead this good crop of youngsters coming through because he has experienced a lot of it. He's got experience as a captain at RCB as well in the IPL. So that's going to help him. But yeah, yeah, this Indian team, I'm excited to to watch them grow as a team as well because that is important, like growing together, having that relationship in the team. You know, I do think they'll probably reach the top again in the next five years or so that MS Stoney helped him reach and you know I think Rishabh Pant probably my favourite one to watch right now as well he's so exciting to watch you know he's he's got a funny character about him as well that you just love to see it for, as a from a fan's perspective
0: you you, you must be reading my mind um, be honest with you Joe. <laughs>
5: my next question was going to be about Rishabh Pant in
0: particular um Brilliant wicketkeeper, fantastic batsman, can bat anywhere, can't he? I mean, I think India have got a, an outstanding player there.
5: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's almost a bit fearless. And, you know, I think that Australia series, well, that final game would have helped him so much in growing confidence, getting the fans backing as well. And then, you know, he sort of started in the IPL. That's such a great place to start for these young cricketers, as well from India, because you gain that specific fan base is fans, and then when you move on to Indian ones, they just follow you there as well. So you always have that foundation. But like I said, he's just so exciting. And then that's just what you want to see from, from a fan's perspective. Someone who is fearless, who wants to play for the country, but then, you know, is almost not too serious in the fact that he's sometimes associated with Ferraro Kohli. Kohli always has that serious look about him sometimes in games, which you do need, of course, in a team. But... You know, you hear from like the stump mics, that like, Rajab Punt, you know, he loves talking to the batsmen and engaging with them. And that's just what you want to see.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't hear that.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Um, right, we're going to come on to a, a touchy subject now, well, especially on my uh, agenda. As good as the ODIs were, I'm going to start off with you, Paul, because I know I know you've had a rant about this as well, understandably so. And you're probably in my camp also. The length of time it's taken for an ODI match to be completed. Now, it hasn't happened just once, it's happened more than once. Um is there an easy answer to this or not?
1: Well, it's over rates in general, isn't it? Um across across all formats, really. But I, I think we saw it a lot on this tour. We saw it in the T twenty matches lasting over four hours. You know, I know IPL matches last uh, could last that long, but I think it's too long for, for a t20 match it was it, it was meant to be a short form um the delays seem to be you know extraordinary and then uh the the last odi i think was something like eight and a half hours or, or something it, it just it's too long i think and and the way to uh you know I, I some people think this is a bit of a media invention um this 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 um obsession almost with with uh with, with overrates but i just think that it it, it can it can damage the, the product it can damage it can take away your your you know your attention really, and so so many stoppages for silly reasons. And, and the way to the way to bring an end to it, I think, is just umpires getting tougher. Umpires saying, "Get on with the game." You know, um, uh, I mentioned Bumble earlier. He he's he's long advocated the use of uh, yellow and red cards in cricket to, to just discourage time wasting and and, and other forms of bad behaviour. But it, it it is too long, and and I think it 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 threatens to turn people off. I mean. I think we we're getting the, the hundred. In the, I think the only reason, real reason, we're getting a new format this summer, is because the ECB couldn't sell T Twenty to terrestrial broadcasters because it was too long. You know, when it first started, uh, it, it was it was a bit of fun for counties in two thousand and three. You know, I know it's been a it's become a much more serious game, but those games were over in you know in far shorter amount of time. I, I was going to say two and a half hours. I don't think it was quite that quick. But three hours should be enough for for a T Twenty game. And I know it's big business now. I know how serious it is. But um, I, I personally think that we shouldn't be having the 100. I think it's a mistake. But I think the reason they're doing it is that but to, to get the BBC involved and to, to get other terrestrial broadcasts involved, they have to have promise them it's going to be over at a certain time because otherwise it would play havoc with schedules. Um, and, and really, you know, I think it's, it, it seems to be a particular problem in India, these, these very long um, um, white ball games, and whether that's to cram in as much Ad revenue as possible. I know that's one uh, that, that's one theory, but um, but it's certainly not an Indian problem. It happens all over the world. And 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 as Bumble would say, get on with the game. <laughs>
0: well, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I've always I've been saying this, not just in ODI squad. I'm saying it in county cricket as well. Yeah, Same um, applies. Umpires, yeah. look, umpires are in them. They are the guys in charge, aren't they? At the end of the day, right? Surely, umpires have got a power. To go up to captains or someone and say look you know you get on with it or deduct runs or anything at all like that to me it, 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 that might be a bit harsh i know some people might not agree with that I, i'm going to put it out to the everyone if you would agree with this like in a t20 if you don't bowl your overs in at a certain time yes you get runs deducted yes or the other side will get runs added on i'm sure that would stop it it's as simple as that you know it it, why
1: not it would. And we, we hear about fines now, but a poor, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't know how much the match fee is. We don't know how big the fine is. We don't know who's paying the fine, whether it's the boards or the players themselves. But uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think um, run deductions or, or run bonuses for the opponents is the only way to do it. Thank you. I think we'll suggest that to ECB at the next meeting. Uh, Debbie,
0: do you go along with that or not?
3: Do, I, do uh, One point I will make there is try telling Virat Kohli that the umpires are in charge. <laughs> 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 I, I, am a big, I am a big fan of Virat Kohli, but oh boy, <laughs> I'm to that pitch! Yeah, try. Uh, yeah, what well, it used to happen in our T20, didn't it? In the Blast, I can remember when James Foster was captain at Essex. I think we we yep. had run given to the opposing team at least twice yeah
0: yeah yeah i remember it i, I um, covered those games i do remember them time yeah. and time again you know but
3: it and, did happen
0: and he you know he, he he shouldn't be excused for it but it wasn't the fact it was one or two minutes it was like six or seven minutes I yeah mean,
3: it was, you know yeah, ridiculous. So, yeah so um, why not do that i mean it's a different thing with test cricket isn't it because if you're there as a paying punter you're losing overs basically if they're going slowly um I, mean, I think the key one for that was in India at the Oval in 2018, mm. when they had the ball changed four times in an afternoon. Mm. You know, the umpires do, I think, I don't know whether they're all a bit scared of Virat, but said, try <laughs> telling him that they're in charge. <laughs> oh,
0: sorry, Perhaps they are. Uh, John,
3: <laughs> do you
0: feel that's a good idea or not?
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think. I think you do. You do have to get tough. And we, as you know, as Debbie and and Paul have both said that, you know, there was there was a time certainly, um, in in blast format where sides were penalised runs. Um, however, my my caveat to that is I would take it back to what I was saying earlier that that T twenty is about. Um, or all all white ball cricket is is about uh, bowlers being glorified cannon fodder. Um, And one of the reasons why you get these delays is because if if a batsman is smashing every ball out of the ground, then part of the reason why the captain runs up to the bowler is not just because one ball has disappeared out of the ground for six. He's thinking, if I can slow the game down, this, this guy's in a rhythm of hitting every ball for six. So if I slow the game down, may, maybe, I can, maybe I can level it off a bit or I can break the concentration or or what have you. So the, the captain and the bowler are using the only means at their disposal for, for vaguely levelling off the game. Um, and if the answer to that is... you have to penalize them even more runs then you wait the match even more in favor of the the batsman so yes by all means penalize people with extra runs but create an environment in the first place
0: where it's a more even contest and that might not be necessary Mm. good point um we've got 10 minutes left which we're going to devote to IPL um, just one piece of information about the IPL. Ashley Giles recently has warned England stars that uh, they could quit in future if they're barred from the tournament. Um, do you think that's the right move, Paul?
1: Uh, yeah, I think the point he was trying to to make was that he he's powerless to stop uh, England players going to the IPL now, and if he tried to do so, the, you know, he he feared that they would quit. I I, I don't know personally. I, I think. Um, I think player, the, you know, the the likes of Ben Stokes, Josh Butler, Geoffrey Archer, our, our multi-format players, the players who command the big bucks in the IPL, um, are, are, remain as keen to play for England as, as 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 ever. Really, I think that's where they make their name. That's where they where they make their reputations and where they'll be remembered for what they do in international cricket. Now, I know I, I do think I can be a bit of a, a an old fogey on this one because I I've, I've long since felt that it, the England players shouldn't be missing England games to go to the IPL. I've thought that for a long time. And I think this year, I, I accept what a huge tournament it is, and I accept the amount of money, the, the money involved is life-changing. But I think this year of all years, there's so much cricket. They're trying to cram in so much cricket to try and make up as much as they can of what they've lost in the pandemic that something has to give. And it seems that everything is compromised to me apart from the IPL. And I think Ashley Giles was wrong to, to worry about that. I think Ashley Giles should have been, should have said, look, just come come back a couple of weeks early to make sure you're available for that New Zealand series because I think that, that, that there's a real chance that a few of England's best players will not be playing test cricket at lords because they're playing in the ipl and that to me is wrong and i think jyloy is, is you know should show a bit more authority on that and show, and show a little bit of resistance towards player power
0: mm. uh Bariff,
1: what, what's your take on that
4: uh, well i think uh, the ipl is a great platform for you know, all the players to mingle, interact, and know about each other, the conditions, uh, you know, character, behavior of each other. So I think, uh, I think it's uh, it's going to help, uh, you know, English players as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, to give up on international cricket to come for the IPL, it's their own own perspective and take. Uh, but yeah, it is a, a revenue stream for the players. That's 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 given. That's that's true. But I think they can. Probably you know tell the team in advance that they're going to play for so many games and let that be clear on the contract and uh, you know uh, make their way through the IPL. Otherwise, I, I think they might miss out on a great opportunity. Is, is what I see because uh, you know there are tournaments year long and uh, of course uh, if they're going to play in the CPL or the BBL, it's not not going to pay them uh, more than the IPL. I would say, uh, but uh, yeah, so this is a great opportunity to interact with. players together that's that's the biggest pedestal for them Mm.
5: Joe you got anything to say on that? Yeah I kind of just agree with Paul and Barrett I mean I think you should prioritise international cricket but the IPL offers such a unique platform for these guys and I think they almost see as a chance to prove themselves as well away from home so yeah I think just make it clear that okay we're going to play these specific amount of games in the IPL and then we'll come back and we'll be ready for England in the time, and um, we'll overplay ourselves. And you know, just make it clear because, yeah, it is such a good opportunity to play in the IPL, just get your name out there a bit as well. So it would be a shame for them to not play in it, but international cricket is still at the priority.
0: Definitely. So let's quickly look ahead to the forthcoming IPL. Um, Debbie, any quick thoughts on the forthcoming IPL?
3: Um, I can't see past the Mumbai Indians again, actually, <laughs> I really can't. And I picked out some players from each of the teams that I'm looking for. And I think one big name is a Tendorker, of course, who who is with the Mumbai Indians. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be watching him with interest. Uh, I'm hoping that my favourite Indian player, which is Jadeja, is back with Chennai. Um, Interesting to see the one foreign captain, of course, is our Owen Morgan. I think he took that captaincy over last year, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And he's been given it again this year freshly. It's, it, I think it should be a good tournament but I can't see past Mumbai Indians again. don't know what anybody else thinks.
0: <laughs> right let's open it up then. Uh, John, any quick thoughts on the IPL?
2: Well I think, I think Debbie makes a really interesting point that, that the one the one foreign captain in, in the whole process is Morgan and I think that illustrates, what high regard Morgan is held in um, around around the world in, in, in white ball cricket because because let's be honest, um, whether we like it or not at the moment, <clears throat> white ball cricket is king. Um, <clears throat> and I mean it shouldn't be in my view but it, but it is. Um, uh, India do it better than, than anybody else. The, the IPL is the cream of white ball cricket and you and you have a non-Indian, captaining one of the franchises that that that's a huge thing um so 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 that's a big deal for, for me for, for me as a Middlesex man it, it will be very interesting to see how um Milan does in the IPL um particularly um in a team that's that's not particularly fancied um I think I think my my big disappointment um is the injury to Shreya, who um, I love watching? I have to say, I think I think he is he is a superb batsman to watch um, and tremendously naturally talented. Um, and did a fantastic job last year, captaining in a side as, as a as a young player. Um, I think I think
4: he'll be a big miss. Barif. Yeah, Debbie, I think you forgot Sunrisers as well. David Warner, oh, <laughs> a
3: course, foreign yes. captain.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, he's there as well. But yeah, so now that, uh, you know, uh, Jason Roy is going to replace Mitchell Marshall, so I think, uh, you know, there's another uh, English uh, uh, cricketer in the team. Uh, but I think, I don't think he's going to get a chance to play in Sunrisers. But they are a formidable team to to watch. I mean, there's Kane, Warner and Rashid. Then Mojib has joined uh, Afghani. Trio now it's not duo anymore, uh, and there's another interesting uh, uh, thing which I read uh, uh, last week that RCB is going to play with a Kohli and Azaruddin, and a Sachin. So they have a Sachin baby, Virat Kohli, and <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, so that's that's something new uh, that could be nice if they play together. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, and uh, another foreign captain could have been Smith, but uh, yeah, Rajasthan had. Uh, uh, you know, sold off Smith and now he's part of DC. But, you know, it's a it's big pressure on Rishabh Pant, I think, with Delhi Capitals this year, with all the seniors in the squad and uh, he's got to manage and I don't know, it's, it's got to be a new experience for him personally. And uh, yeah, the team looks well, good, great as well, Delhi Capitals. But I think the team to watch for this season are, uh, you know, in my opinion, yeah, Mumbai is always strong, but, uh, you know, RCB and DC are I think they they'll be a good force this year, along with Sunrisers. So they are they are a great squad as well.
0: Brilliant. Right, last word quickly, Joel. Um, being Sri Lankan, uh, Sri Lanka West Indies current Test match, uh, uh, Test series, I say, going on at the moment. Certainly, it's glorious weather out there, which is fantastic to watch sitting at home. You have got about a minute or so. How yeah.
5: you thoughts on the series? Yeah. Um, well, you know, Sri Lanka right now. I think about the earlier India in a rebuilding phase, I think Sri Lanka in a similar phase, but it's going to take Mm -hmm. a bit longer for us purely because, you know, a smaller country, less finance, and we don't have something that the IPL to breed cricketers like that. So it's going to take a bit longer, but you know, we're not doing too bad. We've got the draw in the first test after a brilliant second innings. And I think the same problem is when, when we start going through that West Indies lineup, we start getting them out one by one, Rakeem Cornwall just seems to come in and just snatches us out of the ground. Bit
2: the yeah, way. so,
5: I mean, it's good to watch, yeah. but it's also a bit disappointing from a Sri Lankan perspective. So, you know, I think the series is just about getting these players more and more experience for when the time comes and they're properly in cricket.
0: Brilliant. We're almost out of time. Uh, John, Debbie, Paul, Joel... Barra, thank you so much for being on the Big Kick podcast. You. Thank it been an absolute you. pleasure as always. I've been Peter Moore. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll speak again very soon.